still haven't closed a deal yet in your real estate business? Then you have found the right place. This is the Fearless Millionaire Podcast, where you can gain clarity, confidence, cash flow, and build your business the right way from the inside out. Here's your fearless leader, Nathan Amaral. Well, you look, the background looks like you have two elevators and that just reminded me of the Russian uh, control center. So that's what's in my head right now is Stranger Things. And, uh, and it's really good though. We're on season three. It's it's actually a little bit of sci-fi, not too much, but it's just, a, and it's it's very nostalgic to like, you know, the, the, the telephones in the eighties and that's all what that everybody thing. says. Like it really, yeah. like, it really ties you in through the nostalgia. It's like, it does, man. They do a good job. They definitely do a good job with it for sure. Oh goodness. All right. Let's kick it off, man. Um, all right. Hey everyone. Welcome to this training today. So glad you could be with us, uh, because I have a really special guest that I want to introduce you to a very important guest because not only has he been involved in real estate investing, but and have that experience, but he's also been faced with the biggest challenge that a lot of real estate investors have, and that's delegation and management and growing and scaling a business. And he took that problem and created a solution out of it. And he's gonna share that with you here today, but I wanna welcome my good friend, Robert. And Robert, by the way, I've only known for a short period of time, but as soon as we met, we just hit it off. We hit it off at a live event that I was speaking at, and we just connected. And when I, he's gonna tell you what he does in a second. But when I saw his booth and his table, I'll tell you what, the guy knows how to market. He knows how to gather attention because he was capturing, I was like, this guy knows marketing. And he was just capturing people's attention. People were always lining up, asking him questions at his vendor booth. You know, sometimes you can go to a vendor, like there's vendors out there and nobody's talking to nobody. He was pulling people in, like he knew what to do. And it wasn't just because of the candy. He was pulling people in because of his marketing. So anyway, uh, Robert, thanks so much for being on this uh, training call today. Nathan, I really appreciate you having me. Thanks for your time. Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. It's been, it's been fun getting to know you and seeing all the stuff you're doing. And I just, I really appreciate you having me on today. Thanks, man. No problem. So if you could kick it off with letting us know, you've told me already, but I'd like you to share with uh, our group and our audience about how you got started in real estate investing. Give us a little bit about your real estate background. Yeah, well, I think uh, like a lot of people, I, I read the book Rich Dad Poor Dad. I was <laughs> yeah, that book came out, but my you know my brother brought that home and he was all on fire about it. I'm lucky enough to have older siblings who was who were leading the way all the time. And yeah, when that book came in, I read that and it seemed to make a ton of sense for me. This passive in, income through through cash flow and and I you know at, even as a kid with through popsicle sales or garage sales or whatever was always doing something. So it made sense to me. Uh, the problem was, you know, buying real estate, you have to have some money, right? To buy passive yeah. income, have that, especially right. at that age, this was pre-college. Um, and so the, what happened from there was I, while I was in college, my best friend and I, in 2008, we started uh, fix and flipping where we would buy the house. We would do all the work ourselves in, wow. in Denison, Texas. So almost on the Oklahoma border, far North Texas. And we would do one house at a time. Uh, my best friend's dad was a general contractor. And so I grew up spending some summers doing that. Um, I was terrible swinging a hammer, but I, I kind of could figure out the process. So my friend and I would do all the work. I mean, it was pretty awful, to be honest with you, Nathan. We would buy a house, 
we would spend, we would leave our jobs at 5 p.m. and we would go oh, to wow. the house and we'd work from like five to midnight, whether wow. it was doing demo or putting a new roof on or installing sheet or whatever it was, we would do it until uh, my friend's mom would come chase us out of these houses because his dad would come help us obviously do, do some of these bigger projects and some of these things, but doing one house at a time. And in 2013, I learned about wholesaling, one of the education companies mm. through Dallas and okay. uh, you know they're one of the larger ones and they that that's where i learned about two things nathan that i was super appreciative for at that time wholesaling didn't have to manage contractors i just that's you right. talking i learned really at that moment i learned real estate was a marketing game and not yeah. really about the the real estate the real estate was the vehicle but the marketing was was really what made it all happening and then so the, the wholesaling was awesome but the deal was it was really overwhelming um, that was totally exhausting because I would put some mail in the, the mailbox and then the phone yeah. ring, and then yeah. I would just kind of work the calls that, that made sense because people seemed to have some motivation or they seemed to have some interest. And then I'd run the comps online and go meet with the sellers and then try to put a contract together. And then I'd do it all over again, essentially with the buyer's list, right? You'd market for your buyers. Yeah. And those things sold. Right. That was 2013. And uh, I was pretty overwhelmed pretty quick in that process because having to answer the phone and run comps. And do, so I started dreading every time the phone would ring. I just mm. didn't want to answer it, Nathan. I did not want to pick up That's the phone. Right. I couldn't deal with that. I couldn't deal with one more seller telling me to go screw myself or whatever it was. Right. I would just answer yeah. this yeah. question over and over. And then like, I got so sick of running comps all the time. I just was running comps over and over and over and over again. I got sick of doing it, right? And then the same way with dispositions, it's the same process over and over and over and over again. So with each, each part of this transactional business, it was crushing me in the day because it was just like, mm. the same processes over and over and over again. And then I'd email the title company. I'd finally get a contract, you know, both sides of it on a wholesale. I'd get a contract with the seller, get a contract with the buyer. I'd email all the stuff to the title company and I'm at an appointment with the seller and the title company's emailing me, asking me for the docs to resend on that. It was just that all the time. Yeah. And I went and visited a, my broker because in Texas, or I guess everywhere to have MLS access, that's a dumb thing to say. Everywhere to have MLS access, you have to be an agent, right? So I was just an right, agent right. for for uh, to have MLS access. So I went to see my broker and he was the one leveraging overseas talent to do most of his day to day. So even though it was wow. a bridge, I was like, man, it's the exact same thing I do. So people were calling his office every day, potential, he called it prospecting. I called right, it right. leads, right? Yeah, yeah. CMA packets together. And I was just putting comp packages and, and putting property analysis. Package. I was exactly. just was right wow. and well, it was like like my mind boggling like everything you needed was there he was doing right and he was doing pretty good volume not a ton but he's more of a lifestyle guy like he wanted to sure. do just enough transactions and have all his time that's what he was really about freedom time and then support his family to to meet their standard right. but he wasn't yeah. trying to buy lambos and the jets and the and yeah 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 we were like sure. Listen, Right. Yeah. And so I was trying to figure out how to have a little bit more of my time back because I was mm. going Nathan, between managing contractors and rehabbing and just how insane that was to then trying to wholesale at the same time, which was chaos all the time. And what ended up happening was I was going to bed feeling guilty every night. Really? Because 
spending money on marketing. I'm doing all these things. Right. People, I had a couple people working for me, my friends mm -hmm. from college, and I, you know, they're expecting a paycheck every couple of weeks, whether they really worked or not. It was just like, it was just, I just yeah. weird all the time. I haven't tell people what to do. Wow. And it's just like doing all the work and every, it's just like that grind. And so when I went and met with my broker and he was showing me what he was doing, outsourcing, all these different things. That's when real estate really changed for me. It was like, I can market it just like that became a knob, whether it was direct mail or Facebook advertising or PPC or whatever it may be. It was just like, I turned yeah. that up down. Right. And then answering the phone, it became instead of me, dude, because what would happen when I would answer the phone is I'm dreading answering the phone. So I basically started right. recall, assuming this right. is not going to like want to sell to me anyways. It's uh, basically just trying to get exactly. the <laughs> and um, that was really the first thing. I, I hired somebody to work the phones, which okay. I'm super scared about. Um, and the reason I was so, so well, let, let me ask you, yeah, what, what made you scared about that part? Well, as, it, as we all know, whether you're an agent or an investor, it doesn't really matter. When the phone rings, that's, that's, that's your money. That's the lifeblood, yeah. right? Like that's the core right. of your business. If you don't like a seller lead, if you don't have leads, what do you, you, the rest of the business is irrelevant, right? It doesn't right. matter. You have throw money out the window. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. Yeah. I'm making list if you don't have property to sell them. Like who cares? Right. Exactly. And so, um, I was really scared about, but I also knew Nathan that I was not getting the ROI from my market. I wasn't doing near the amount of transactions and volume making the money I should mm. because I needed to be meeting with sellers. Right. I need, that was what I was good at sitting across from people. And, right and getting contracts and meeting with sellers face to face. So I was like, I've got to get off the phone. So somebody, so somebody, so I hired somebody to answer the phone. And I know this has been a long story, but the point, like, no, it's great. Is, as soon as I like hired somebody to answer the phones and they started crushing it and it opened up so much time for me, I was able right. to, more deals and then i was able to actually spend time and go network a little bit and spend some time at the mm. title company parties and stuff and then i would meet random people and we would connect and that's right. one of my biggest buyers that became one of my private lenders later on for all rehab wow. so once i started hiring somebody to answer the phones and it was you know super cheap and it was it's not even a 1099 and contractor so i started doing that and then it just like the floodgates opened man i was like get somebody here to run cops right. Get somebody to build my buyer's list and answer the phones on the disposition side. Transaction coordination is just a checklist. We do that every time. Comps is a checklist. Same thing every time. So, of course, I was still there to review everything. I still like right, right. ERM and review all the data. I signed every contract and I, don't, I still write all the checks, right? Sure. But I was no longer doing the day-to-day -day work. And right. that well, changed everything for me. That's what allowed me to go from doing a couple transactions a month and, and ready to quit because I was working 60, 70, 80 hours a week to actually having a real business that was systemized and automated and all those terms that everybody hears at all these events all the time that we all get sick of hearing. But that, that for me is how, how wow. that happened. Wow, that's, that's such an amazing story, bud. And I think a, a lot of people go through that. I was just mentioning this earlier, uh, even on my podcast today was that, you know, a lot of uh, investors who get started in real estate, they think they have to, you know, kind of do everything themselves in the beginning and because they feel like they don't know. So they got to know what, before they even delegate it out, you know, they need to know everything. And that's actually not true at all because the way I see it, and, and you tell me your thoughts on this is, you know, assistants, virtual assistants, local assistants, whatever it is, someone who's doing that job 
all day as a regular operation in their life. They do it, let's say eight to 10 hours a day. That's their life. Me going into it, never have done it, never have done it, that's not even a word, but never have did it before. Why wouldn't I just hire someone who's doing it all the time, every day? Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I, I so, I mean, I understand there's a couple things in, in, in understanding where people are coming from with that, right? One mm-hmm. is um, to have that core understanding. It's always easier to delegate and outsource when you do and have, it, it's really gives you confidence, right? It eliminates. Right. right. So I understand that. And the second thing is there's so much on social media between Facebook and all the different people talking about hustle, 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 hustle. People right, feel like right. not working a hundred hours a week and they're doing it wrong. Right. Not worthy. Yeah. I mean, there's a million big names of guys that are great marketers, but I just, I totally disagree with the, the Cardone 10X year time spent yeah. as a ceiling, right? There's a ceiling. Yeah, exactly. And that, that's kind of leads me to the other thing, which is like, I totally disagree with, I used to be that guy that had to know everything before I did it, but that's just, you become the bottleneck with everything that you do. Your business exactly. is totally good as you, you are and all you can do. Exactly. I, what I also learned, Nathan, was I thought I was the best at everything, right? Like no one, <laughs> no one can write a, a property ad better than I can. And nobody can do all that. Well, it turns out once I get somebody else doing it and they were dedicated to that and they were focused on yeah. that, the ROI for every single metric went through the roof. So it turns out I'm actually wow. the best at, at actually doing that's it. That's fantastic. Wow, that's fantastic. But I wanted to ask you because you brought up uh, when you first hired your first assistant, was that local or was it like out of the country? So the very first hire I ever made was my best friend from college. And okay. that was a disaster. Going through that process was about enough to make me want to go back and get my W-2 job. And just like, I mean, it was terrible. <laughs> like walking in the office. I had no freedom, really. It was like, it was just yeah. not good. I didn't like the management style of all of it. So I first tried having people inside the office. It was first uh, one full-time person. And then I, I hired some, some independent contractors to do some different stuff, like put out bandit signs and, and work on Craigslist and do a lot of the, the direct mail fold stuff, stamp envelopes. I still like to handle right. it. Stuff, you know, some old school style stuff. So yeah. I, that's how I originally hired people. And that's what led me to look at some, excuse me, some virtual options because having internal employees was not something that I enjoyed. I'm, I'm not, I was not a good manager. I was really good at like meeting with sellers, getting contracts, doing the sure. day to day, some of that stuff, but like sure. managing in the teams every day and, and having them right. be productive was really hard. So the yeah. first thing I did was I, back in the day, it was Odesk and, and Elance. Yeah. Now it's Upwork, right? They I remember that. Yeah, that's so right. Back in the day, I was just start putting ads on both of those sites. <laughs> right. Virtual talent, right? And yeah. so that was terrible. I like, that was kind of like, it was, I could find a few people, but most of the time it was totally brain damage. It was really awful doing it myself. So then I went to this company that uh, supposedly had like, done for you processes and pre-training and kind of the easy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man, this looks great. This is exactly what I'm looking for. I want somebody that's gone through training. Like if I'm going to hire somebody on the phones, I wanted to hire somebody who's already taken calls and done that a lot. I did a lot. Yeah, exactly. Seller lead calls are hard. It's really hard because it has nothing to do with what they're telling you. It's about what they mean, right? It's like, so true. true three bedroom or two bath house. It doesn't matter. You can look that up in the property records, but why are right. they, what are they looking for? What are, what is exactly. the real reason 
there, there's a great book out there. I just want to interject here. There's a great book out there. It's a big read though. Maybe it's not for everyone, but I read it years ago when I used to be, I was like a headhunter and I still am every once in a while when people, you know, hire for consulting services. But um, there's a great book by Brad Smart called Top Grading. And, yeah. top, and he mentions a great part in this, in this book. And he says, um, he says, never hire potential, hire experience. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. It's a, I just like, I, if, you know, if they sell their calls, I didn't want to ruin them spending all this money on marketing. I need deals. And I don't, every call is a potential massive, you know, add to the PL. I can't have somebody yeah. that up. Right. So right, exactly. I wanted somebody who had done that and running comps. Like, yes, it's a checklist, but there's some art to that too. You've got to kind of know that you got to kind of be able to navigate through that. Right. And so to just teach somebody that was awful. That's what I did with yeah. my hires off of what's now Upwork was I was having to teach yeah. them ones who had all this experience. It's like, what did their experience really mean? Right. And who were they working sure. with? what Yahoo agent had them previously. And it was just like, right. it wasn't good. And then I went to the, the company that was basically the easy button and they essentially just lied about everything. They yeah. didn't do all the things they said, right? They, they started including yeah. training hours as part of um, the first oh, time one applied. And you know, there's all this smoke and mirror stuff, which is fine. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but I needed somebody who can actually, you know, get the stuff done. And, and so that's what we, I started doing it by myself for a while. And then I was working with that um, education group that I learned wholesaling from. And in one year, I, I placed about 70 VAs with those coaches, just helping them do it for fun. Um, out of the, you know, just because they were my friends and there was a bunch of value add there. And then the, the following year after that's what, when we made an actual business, that's when we turned it from just wow. people to it's, it's what I do full time now. Wow. Yeah. So I want you to talk about that because you brought up a lot of great points about, you know, hiring your first VA it was a local, it was a friend, which is probably the most, you know, sometimes the horrible, most horrible thing someone can do is hire friends and family. Because when it comes time to letting people go or changing positions, it is not easy. And when I see a family business that's still together for like over five years, congratulations, that's awesome. It's just not as easy. So I noticed you made that transition from friends and family over to uh, virtual, whoever, you know, whatever you did at that time. So um, what I'd like you to talk about next, Rob, is the parts where you know, you said you've transitioned and you made this into a service. Now, many people don't know who are watching this or hearing about you for the first time. They don't know about your company, what you do. Obviously, we heard the birth pains, you know, and you have this new baby here. And we'd love to hear more about what your baby does, how it helps people and how it can solve a lot of problems for investors. Yeah, what, what I realized in my what what. So I was struggling at the beginning to do any kind of real volume in real estate. And there's this, there's this key point I was missing. And it's such like an aha duh thing. I'm a little bit embarrassed to say it, but I think other people struggle with it a little bit too in the way that they set up their business is that real estate by design is a transactional business. And so at the end of that, when you sell that, that house at the end of the deal, you, the process starts all over again. And mm -hmm. so if I had turned off my marketing and would go through the process, I was now like three weeks behind Nathan to get marketing back going again by the time I resorted my list. So I was in this plane. So I was really, really, really struggling with the transactional side of the business. And when I really understood okay. 
that, hey, I've got to do these same things over and over and over and over and over again. It's got to be a machine that turns on and never stops. That changed foundationally how I set things up, right? Marketing is now just, it's got to go. Every Monday, it's got to go. It just goes. It's not something that I put together. Same way with like the the rest of the process. I had to put a process in place for everything, right? Like in my business to be able to get go. Well, that also created the pains where where now someone has to do that and complete those tasks. But the only way for me to go from doing a couple deals a month to actually being able to have some real tra- uh, real volume and be able to work in this transaction was understanding that part of the business got to go over and over and over and over again, every one of those steps, right? So that's sure. like, I know it's so simple, but most people aren't, they don't set their businesses up in a way that allows for there to be efficiency within that process. So talking about, um, man, I'm really sorry. I lost my train of thought of answering your question. Specifically. What was your specific question? Sure, sure. No, it was, um, I want you to, because you talked about how you're, how you went through the pain and the struggle as an investor, and then you transitioned into this Oh, new... yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that's right. what everybody, all my friends, all, everybody that I was working with, they weren't set up appropriately for this transactional part of the business, right? For the transactional nature of the business. And so helping people first just became, Nathan, giving them all my systems and processes and resources before they ever hired anyone. Here's the scripts I'm using. Here's what I said. Here's how I follow up. Here's the voicemail when someone doesn't answer. Here's the email to send to the company. Here's all the stuff, right? Right? Because when you tell somebody, hey, just leave a voicemail, they're like, well, what, what do I say? What do I say on the voicemail? Right? <laughs> it's kind of like, and that's understandable the same way for me too, right? Building systems are really hard. So the first yeah. thing I did was I just started giving what a lot of these education companies charge for, right? I'm just giving all sure, this. Sure. And then when people yeah. came to me and they were saying, okay, we see your VAs doing it. What they're doing, Nathan, was I had teams. So you asked about transition. So I had these teams that were working for me. And then I would, my friends and these coaches and all these people saw what I was doing. I started giving them the systems and resources. They would go higher on their own. And what do you yeah. think they would do? They just wanted to throw them at me and me train them and me do all yeah. this stuff, right? Like, hey, we hired these people. Can you figure it out for us? Yes. So I was giving them all my resources. And then they just wanted my teams to sit there and train their people on how to do the <laughs> Okay. And I did that. I told you I did that 70 times. I did that yeah. 70 something times where Jeez. I was in the real estate business. We, I was coaching for that coaching company at the same time. I was yeah. helping people get started and be it. And I ended up through a period of time doing more of that than I was actually doing real estate. Right. right, right. It was like all my time was spent over there. So I, um, it was just this need. There was such a demand for people needing more efficiency, more automation in their day-to-day, just some more structure in their day-to-day. So before they could ever hire somebody, that's, that's the first thing someone has to do is figure out, hey, what the heck are they going to do all day? So we put that in right. place, right? And that started. So you're saying you put in processes to your system and what you offer. You put in processes so that the VA can constantly be doing something, like you're saying. Yeah, to me, there was nothing worse than waking up in the morning and being like, all right, what do I tell everybody what to do today? Right, right. Oh my gosh, that was a nightmare. (laughs) It was so horrible. Well, I know a lot of investors go through that. I do because I'll tell you what, Rob, I mean, I have done trainings on 
well, what was then Elance and then now Upwork. And I've done trainings, how to hire someone, how to fire them, how to let them go easily, whatever you want to call it. You know, I've done a lot of those trainings, but then these common questions always come up like, well, what's the first thing I give them to do? What should they do? How should they look it up? All that kind of right. stuff. So, okay. you're pretty much the same way. Right, same way. Like, if you're going to hire somebody, you like, do you want to spend the time? But here's, here's the options you can post a job ad, you can screen yeah. resumes, you can call references, you can run background checks, you can do right. screening, you can do, do um, performance skills tests, you can do all those things, which is what you're right. supposed to but how many people are really going to go through and do all of those things? No, 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 no. no. I could see maybe someone who's in corporate, Amer corporate corporations, bigger corporations, they do that as part of process. But you take the regular entrepreneur who's, who doesn't do that as an HR personnel in a company, they don't do that. Definitely. There's not enough hours in the day, right? There's just yeah. not, there's right. not we're just trying to figure right. it out. And so we end up hiring people that are kind of close to us that we kind of know and their personality yeah. kind of and we just and and that to me is just a total disaster. It's just the wrong way to do sure. it. So we yeah we that's what the the demand people just straight up ask. Hey, I want you to just place a VA for me. That that's the way it started. Everybody's saying, okay. Hey, I just need somebody on the phones. Just give me somebody on the phones. Mm -hmm. And at first, that's what I started doing. But there was a really big problem there, which was no one would take ownership of those outcomes. They'd just call me every day and be like, hey, here's what I want to happen. Or here's what. And I was oh, like, oh, no. All right, all right, all right. Yeah. So, yeah. Like you were the manager. You were, yeah. you were the unpaid manager. <laughs> that was over four years ago, five years ago, maybe six years ago now. I don't know. But to yeah. Doing that. And so the way it works now is essentially just exactly what I wanted. We have a six to eight week training program where the, the, we, you know, we have 7,000 applications a month. We're hiring 60 to 80 people a month right now. They go through that wow. whole process I just described to you where they're, yeah. we're doing their reference checks and drug screening and background checks and doing all of the things that you want an employer right. to do for your colleagues right. and everybody else. Yeah. Maybe. Right. We go through that process and, and we actually accept just under uh, 3% of applicants into our training program. And wow. we have an even smaller percentage of those that end up making it through. So at the end of six weeks, they've kind of been scored and segmented based on skill set. So answering the phone right. is very different than running comps and building buyers. That's very true. That's very true. Tasks. So while they're going through our six to eight week program, they're they're if you're going to be on the phones, if you're ultimately going to be placed as a seller lead manager, then you're working seller leads for several weeks. So you take a couple thousand calls, get your teeth kicked in a few weeks, learn how to really take a call before you're ever available for placement. If you if you need to to do transaction coordination, you're going to get three to five candidates sent to your your email inbox that know exactly what transaction coordination is. They just have to learn your processes and that's bridged by our team. So it's really hard, this idea of hiring people, Nathan, for most people is like, it's really hard. It was for me, it's like, oh, all these steps and all these things you have to do from reviewing uh, resumes and applications to setting up interviews. And then, dude, I mean like interviews, I hate interviews. I personally, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what to say. I'm like, hey, so uh, right. how that 4th of July, huh? How's yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, don't even know, I don't know what to say. I like, I literally don't. Yeah. So, um, yeah. 
Yeah, so that that whole process is I wanted a team. I wanted somebody who just told me, hey, here's here's three people that are rock stars on the phone. They say interview them, get to know them, select the person you want. And then I needed help facilitation as well. How do I set them up? How do I onboard them? What systems and processes they use? Well, how do you, you know, they're going to answer the phone. How do I set them up to answer the phone? You know, how do I set them up? So we created a process where end to end, our team holds your hand for, for the entire step. So the first thing we do is we have a discovery call with you to get aligned with your, your business and your goals and your outcomes because everybody operates a little bit differently, right? right, real, right. real estate, but everybody's a little yeah. bit different. And right. isn't that the best part of being an entrepreneur is you get to run your day? Oh, yeah, life? absolutely. Yeah, well, that, that makes a great point because I'll tell you what, you brought up a good point earlier. Some people... Um, when it comes to running their business differently, some people are buying, you know, in their local market, for example, let's say they're buying in the same state they live in. And some people are buying in a different state entirely, maybe across the country. If you're like me, I'm buying over in three different countries. So I got to make sure like one of my VAs is actually in the country that I invest in virtually. If that makes any sense. That, if that yeah, makes totally. clear, sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's like doing different stuff in the day. Like some exactly. of my, I was doing with sellers. Not everybody wants to do that. Like everybody wants exactly. to do a little bit different, prioritize their day. And right. that, that's how it should be done. That's, that's the beautiful right. thing of getting to create a business in, in, in our environment. Right. It's, it's, I feel like we're the luckiest people in the world to be able to do that. Absolutely. Uh, so the first thing we do is just get aligned with you from that standpoint is how, how do you want this to work? And then the team actually creates that process with you. So um, if any of you, anybody listening was like me, I knew how to do my day to day, but Nathan, and I had nothing right. down. So to right. get that process of getting structured, we, we, that's the second step. Go ahead. You have a question. So I was going to ask you like, so just, this is like a, like a call that your team does with an investor in the beginning, right? So they go like through like a preliminary call and know the processes kind of, is that what yeah, you mean? Like I'm not, we're, we're trying to create viable relationships, right? I'm looking to add value and enhance people's businesses. And I, I think we've got some amazing resources, but I'm not for everybody. Right. And, and we're just looking right. to help that we can truly add value in that one. So yeah, the, the first thing is we spend 30 minutes to an hour. My development team goes through your business with you and really learns your business. And there's no, that's just truly a conversation. And, and from there, that's an expo, expo, exploratory call that okay. gives investors all the confidence in the world and whether they should move forward with or without us about efficient okay. virtual teams. And I, you know, ultimately I, you may not believe me. I truly don't care if you use us or not. I just want your business in a better spot, right? Like that's, sure. that's how it should work. So people who, who just spend a little bit of time with us get a lot of clarity on, on what they think their next step should be. So you're saying this is basically like an explore call complimentary. And at the end of that call, it's like you walk them through, like, what are the gaps? What's going on? And at the end of that, you say, well, here's the services that we can provide to you. Take it or leave it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So everybody's got different pain points. Some people are really good up front sure. with management and aren't very good at the back end administrative tasks. So what we see all the time is like acquisitions people, they're they're on the road and they're answering phone, they're doing a lot of things right. other than sellers. So if we have sure. If a client partner comes in, usually uh, one of the first things they want to do is take everything off their acquisition partners, acquisition person's plate so that they can go close more deals, right? Instead of being right, on right. appointments a day, let's go on seven appointments, five appointments a day, whatever it may be. And, sure. and 
Uh, so it's been, like where we like to start is take your current business and let's make it super efficient, super efficient. And so what we do is we highlight the, those gaps and 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 leverage points that you have and just kind of walk through that with you from a macro standpoint. Yeah, just because okay. most people like we say all the time, like. The number one question I get is, hey, I understand outsourcing. I understand what you're talking about, but I have no idea how that relates to me and my business and how I could use that. And so, yeah, yeah. I to spend a little bit of time just digging in and, and, and talking. That, about that's it. a good point, too. So is that because I know maybe somebody would be wondering, you know, different levels here and some people who watch this in our in our members group in our audience. Um, are your services for what you provide for someone who's just getting started or for someone who's already been doing a lot of deals? Yeah, so you don't have to be doing a lot of deals. It's for anybody who's got some movement, some some movement within their business. So if you're doing any kind of marketing, if you have any kind of, of activity at all, then yeah, you can do it. For someone who's just learning, who, who's not investing in marketing, who's never done a deal before, we have some awesome resources. And I, the, the membership site, Nathan, I'll share with you and you can give that out to everyone for free. Um, oh, okay. it's, got all of, it's got a lot of great stuff in there about VAs and, and job descriptions and, and things, which would be great for people who have never done a deal to, to use those resources. Happy yeah. to share with you. Um, and then for anybody who, who's done a transaction, is looking to, to do more activity in any kind of way, um, they should set up some time with us for sure. Okay. Okay, great. So you mentioned something about a members area and access to that. How does that work and what should, what do they expect from that? Yeah. So we, we took, instead of our development team having to individually resend scripts and go through Google drive and find all the resources, right, right, right. Decide just to compile them in one place. And we're relaunching that site in a couple of weeks. It's going to have a price tag to it, but for, I have no idea, um, you know, who your members are exactly. We didn't talk too much about that, but happy to share that with you guys. Hopefully someone could get in there and break it a little bit um, yeah. while before it's, you know, out the price tag. But what they expect in there, my, my, it's just a systems guide. So my favorite is the our agent lead generation system. So there's scripts and resources and voicemails, everything that you need to start leveraging every agent and broker in your market to okay. start leads right away. It's the best way I've ever generated leads, especially in tight markets. It's unbelievable. It's just relationship based, costs you zero money, right? And so the yeah. script, your elevator pitches, it's got the, the property analysis checklist. So the six steps of property analysis, that type system in there. It's got okay. uh, seller lead management with all the scripts and the follow-up campaigns. And, wow. and so um, it'll have job descriptions for almost every job description. Um, oh, that's great. Together. So if someone just wanted to paste that job description into Upwork and go hire their own yeah. VA, go, go do that. It's really any, it, the idea is to take each step of the process, put a system together and say, hey, if you need the resources to go do more stuff, here's what you can go do. I want people to have that. And then once they're actually busy and have some activity, call me because uh, there's so much to do in the day to actually wow. get it. That's, that's really good. And the way I, from my, what I've known and what I've seen in your services and how you operate there, uh, it's very methodical. You guys think things through and you get through the, like from the, you know, start to finish, you guys have all those pieces in place and uh, that's, it's really good. It's really powerful. By the way, your assistant's awesome, by the way. I mean, uh, her, is it Mary? I, 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 my, my, I, have, I have two assistants. 
I have two assistants named Mary, so her name is Mary also, right? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, and I would be lost without her. Man, she is just incredible. Like, I was just like, I almost, no joke, I actually want her to train my own assistant. Like, I was like, uh, hey, hey, you're really good. Let's do a follow-up training. I'm not kidding. We'll do a thing, how to hire and and set up an executive wow. assistant for, for success. Yeah. People have this like fear of an EA executive system where they can do. I mean, in all seriousness, changed our business when we first were. were oh, absolutely! My life now, and I mean, without Marianne, I would be lost. Absolutely. You know, you know, absolutely. And I, mine has been with me for. Uh, I think we're going on seven years now, and she's she's such an asset. She works for me full time. Um, but man, when I, when I start comparing, <laughs> I'm like, dang, you're talking about structure and being methodical. I mean, that's putting the right, right, the right place is, is right. important, but they have to know what to do too. So that's fantastic. Uh, we put a lot of work in, into that because I, I'm like, there's no one worse than me. My team, I think you kind of see some people walking around. We have pretty big office with quite a few team members now because we, yeah. we to be pretty big the last several years but they're they're really good at everything i am not so talking talking about your operation someone i know is probably thinking this so you're based out of the united states yeah u.s based company and we have we have another company in the philippines so our philippines company services our u.s based company and then our client partners here in the in the u.s work with our our u.s based company so you're not contracting okay with a um, outside country company or anything like that, it's directly with us. Oh, it's okay. not even a 1099 independent contractor. It's straight up just a service agreement. You pay for okay. that work, right? Okay. Uh, there's no labor. Um, sure, sure. Parts of whatsoever. So that. So it's considered a service on your on your accounting. It's just considered a service. That's it. Yeah, it makes the accounting super simple. Yep, you've got it. Yep. So most people get confused by that. There, there's a lot here in the U.S. There's a you know. Rightfully so. There, there's a lot of right. the labor laws, as, as there should right. be, and we eliminate right. all of those. So the what we do some really cool stuff. Anybody who's followed our website sees uh, some of the local events, the things we do in the Philippines to really take care of our people. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Awesome. Um, it's awesome. actually, you know, we love helping our client partners become more efficient, more productive, and ultimately more profitable. It's a lot of fun. That's good, but it's not near as fulfilling as some of the things we get to do with yeah. our company and so we we post yeah. a lot of that online in our regional events but they're you know they have full hmo and they they get all the benefits that that you want and deserve with your employment uh you right. know you get all of that it's just we're the ones eating that it's just flat rate billing that goes to our clients sure, sure. agreement so that there's not any any labor liabilities whatsoever Sure. That's really good. That's really good. So do you have a breakdown that you could share with us? I know we're kind of getting close to the end of our, our chat here, but I wanted to know if you could share with us um, kind of like a breakdown. If there was someone who was either brand new, maybe they closed one or two deals, what can your company do uh, and the service you can provide for someone uh, in maybe different capacities? Yeah. So we, it's uh like you talked about, people are in totally different stages. And also, people blend business models a little bit between wholesaling and rehabbing and wholesaling or True. training versus True. rehabbing and holding and doing a little bit of all of it. And right. so I, I really, 
I know it sounds really salesy, but I really mean it. The, the first thing is really just to reach out and say, here's where I am. Is this something that like, can we set up some time? And our team mm -hmm. is great. They're going to be super honest and transparent. And, and like I said, it's either a viable relationship or it's not. So just so you're aware, we don't even have uh, lock-in periods in our contract. It's literally like it either works for you in that or sure, it doesn't. Sure. You know, there's no commitment, okay. right? So the way it works is from that discovery call, there's not very many organizations we work with. I mean, a few of the big ones, a few publicly traded companies, a few other ones where they have one person doing one job, right? Like a seller mm -hmm. manager who just answers the phone. There's a small sure. percentage of investors across the country that are big enough to have super to do that. Staff. So yeah. Most people are wearing multiple hats probably the way they do in your organization. If it's Monday morning, they're building the buyers list and they're, you know, working the phones a little bit. There's a, they're doing a multitude of tasks. And so we we're the same price, our company, whether it's, it's essentially 10 bucks an hour, whether they're answering the phone or running comps, it doesn't really matter, but how we structure that and, and how we um, get you situation situated for accountability and success is, is totally customized. And it's a little bit different for every person. I would like to start with everyone with revenue generating activities, anything yeah. that create deals or create right. money, cash I, flow to the table quickly. Yeah. 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 I mean like yeah. people want to like mess with their websites and do things. That's great. But like, if you're not doing deals, nobody cares about your color scheme or your phone number. <laughs> like, true, no, true. What your website looks like, right? Like your buyers right. just send them deals. And that's, that's what it's about. So where, where people start, if you're new um, and, and you've never done a deal and you're still working on getting your foundational stuff set up, let's, let's get you some of these just resources we've talked about. It's probably the best place to start. If you've got any movement at all in the day to day, if the phone's ringing in any way, then we probably need to talk because there's already sure. much going on. One of the most common things I hear is, Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't have, I only have like 10 hours worth of work. I only have 20 hours worth of work. And I'm like, Oh really? Well, why haven't you slept in six months then? Right. <laughs> and so the getting structure where people see what they're actually doing all day yeah. and then identify yeah. highest and best use of your time. Like what is actually best utilization of your time and then creating a plan from there, I think is where everybody should start. And we've got, we've got a great team. They're workforce management experts. Some of the largest investors in the company we just got in, uh, in the country, we got an email this morning from one of our, um, client partners and they're confused about some internal stuff. So they sent us over a massive data um, compilation for us to create some dashboards and some workforce management modeling for them because that's, that's what we do. So from the wow. bots doing a couple deals a year to some of the largest uh, corporations in the country, we, we handle most of what they do. So that's um, fantastic. questions we'd love to talk to and, and love to spend a little bit of time with. That's fantastic. So Rob, where can uh, anyone watching this, what, what can you either offer or what can you uh, let them know where to go, where to find you? What's the next steps for them to take? Cause I know there's some yes, people who are probably chomping at the bit, you know? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, we, you and I hadn't talked about this. So I'll just, I'll do something that I know for sure will work. Okay. And it'll sure. get you, and I'll just change the permissions on this. So for the okay. membership site, if people go to free leads, dot rocketstation.com so our company's rocket station rocketstation.com okay. url right so if you go to free leads f-r-e-e -E, 
L-E-A-D-S. I literally just set that landing page up. It's a okay. landing page, right? And I'll make sure that, that, it, that it's, it's live. You can go right now. I think it looks great. And that's just for agent enrollment. But that will okay. get you into the membership site, and I'll set the permissions where everybody can see everything. So if everybody will have some grace with us for a little bit while we're, we're finalizing that over this week, right? Sure. Which is, it's really cool stuff though. If you people jump in there, I think they'll really like it. They'll really like um, those scripts and voicemails and emails. We're putting live calls in there. So seller lead examples of real calls are going in there. Real agent um, lead generation calls are actually in there. That's it. This is it, Rob. This is it right here. That's it. So All right. people can jump in there register log in and I, i'll make sure they they do this if there's any problems just shoot me an email the info at rocketstation.com but right. this is god's this, i mean i'm pretty proud of it because we this is how awesome. we our entire real estate business was off of all of this stuff and um, i'm lucky that it's together in time for you <laughs> <laughs> people so that's good uh, yeah, so this is specifically for the um, agent lead generation system, but if you sure. click here, you'll see you'll see all of them. Yeah. The video at the top does a quick. And that's Absolutely. Every system will have a different blueprint and all the different downloads and the scripts in there. Um, we've worked really hard at this the last few years, so I think I think people will like that. Absolutely. And one thing I want to make really clear to everyone watching is that, you know, uh, for example, you know, Rocket Station, Rob, like he said earlier, which I know he's not building a lot of, you know, he's a humble guy, but Rob actually works with a lot of bigger organizations in the industry. And, um, and that just shows you that if they're working with bigger companies than yourself, who's just getting started, um, not to say it's easy or a pinch and they can just walk in and there, but listen, if someone's coming with a lot of experience already from bigger organizations, more deals, bigger problems, they can help you where you're at from the ground up, right? Right from the starting point. And they're going to be able to help you out quickly because they, you know, those are maybe simple solutions they could just jump over. So I wanted to bring that up because um, sometimes you, success leaves clues, right? Success leaves clues where if there's another bigger organization using them as a service, then that's kind of a hint, right? That you want to jump on board and start working with them to see if anything, like Rob said earlier, get on uh, an explorer call, you know, see what the gaps are, see what the holes are and how they can fill in and how they can be of service your company and uh and maximize that sorry rob i just wanted to jump in there and add that oh that's great I, I really appreciate you saying that yeah it's um that was the idea is to not recreate the wheel like that that's right. the we we want to be the easy button to pro productivity right yeah and at so many times we feel like we're in an, on an island we're out there just grinding every day and we kind of have our head down and we're just making we're we're kind of there to, to take it step back look at things yeah. from a thousand foot view and then really analyze what you know how to get you where you really want to go and so uh, there's no ego with, with what we do we the even the biggest businesses are so so sloppy with the way they yeah. run day to day and that's what we do so a lot of times people are embarrassed to talk about how they do things because 
Sorry. It's a little bit vulnerable, um, yeah. but I would just like everyone to know that that is literally what our teams do all day. You're you're safe with us, and um, the reason these really large companies trust us in most ways is it's around their proprietary information and data. So you guys will be able right. to get all the benefits of that knowledge base, um, and and we're happy to help you in any way we can. That's awesome. I love. I always. I love what you said earlier. The easy button to productivity. That's what Rocket Station can be for you guys. Rob, thanks so much for taking the time today and walking us through your not only your story but how you came into this industry and helping other real estate investors manage the problems, overcome them, create breakthroughs, and also scale their business. Thank you so much for taking the time today. We really appreciate it. Really appreciate you having me. Anybody who needs anything, reach out. I know that info like that, that I'm on that email, so I'll see every one of those. I hope to see people register at, at freeleads.rocketstation because I'm pretty proud of that. I think people will, will really enjoy that. And, and I'm here for anything that anybody needs. All right. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of the Fearless Millionaire Podcast. Like the show? Let us know by liking and sharing. Be sure to check out our website at fearless-millionaire.com for more clarity, confidence, and cash flow.